Toad? It's Advent. God bless you. What? I said, God bless you. And I said, it's Advent. Are you getting sick, Frog? Oh, I see. No, Toad. I said, it's A-D-V-E-N-T. What is A-D-V-E-N-T? Toad, we celebrate Advent every year. We do? Yes, Toad. Advent is the season when we wait for the coming of Christmas. Huh? When we light the candles on the wreath. We do? When we get ready to celebrate the birth of the gross child. I don't remember any of this, Frog. <sighs> Toad, Advent is a time of anticipation. Anticipation is making me wait. Toad. I don't like waiting, Frog. I know you don't, Toad. Today is the third Sunday in Advent. There are four Sundays in Advent. Ooh, we're getting closer, Frog! Yes, four candles plus the Christ candle. We're going to light three today. <gasps> we are? Yes, Toad. The third Sunday in Advent is when we celebrate joy. Who's joy? I thought this was about Christmas. <sighs> Toad, joy. Great happiness, exultation, when we celebrate all the wonders, the great gifts of life. Joyful, joyful, we adore you. Joy to the world, all the boys and girls. Joy to the fishes in the deep blue sea. Joy to you and me. Woo! <laughs> Toad, my good friend. Do you think that we can light these Advent candles together? I think we can, Frog, if we do it together, joyfully. Yes, we can. Si se puede. It's a little tricky without opposable thumbs. Okay, first this one, right? Yes, that one first. Otherwise, you might burn your tongue off. I don't want to burn my tongue off. Okay. I gotta catch flies with that tongue. Yes. Come on. It's hard. It's hard to do. Wait. Oh, you can do ah. There we go. Okay, one more. One more. The joy one. Joy! 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 Good morning, everybody. We're coming to a special ritual in the life of our community. We are going to install and ordain some elders and some deacons. We're going to lay hands on them in an appropriate way. And I would like to invite... What? <laughs> I'd, like <to> invite... <laughs> I'd like to invite all of my consistory to come up. Everybody who's on the consistory, everybody who's been on the consistory, yay! 
And I'd like to offer a special welcome to Ivan Anderson, to Pamela Edgar, our, our local deacons, Dennis Barton, Beth Eller, is Beth here? John Agopal, yay. And Kaede. Hi, you guys. So, um, we are going to give some words <laughs> to people like Jeff gets words. I think there's words for Jeff and um, Kelly. Cool, good, good, good. Okay, no words for you. Hi. There's words for Darren, though. Okay. <laughs> He's the chair. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Though we come to this space in our splendid diversity, we stand within traditions in which we believe all people, no matter their age, racial, ethnic identity, gender, or sexuality, are enlisted in the ministry of creating the reign of God on earth. We also believe that we are one body, and each of us is gifted to do specific tasks, each one essential to heal our souls and the world. Some of us are called to specific roles based on our gifts and the needs of the church. Deacons, elders, and ministers of the word and sacrament are given specific tasks to do in the community with other leaders. This morning, we honor the call to use our particular gifts to make justice roll down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. The consistories of Middle Collegiate Church and the Collegiate Church have recently elected the following people to the offices of Collegiate Elder, Collegiate Deacon, and Local Deacon. Collegiate Elder, Ivan Anderson. <laughs> Collegiate Elder, Peter Grenfell. Collegiate Elder, Gerald Lazor. Collegiate Elder, Claudia Slazik. Collegiate Deacon, Pamela Edgar. Local Deacon, Beth Eller. Local Deacon, Joanna Gopal. Local Deacon Dennis Barton. Yay! Local Deacon Kayede Zatsu Hilk. Okay. Um, I think it's important for you to know that deacons offer a ministry of mercy, service, care, and outreach. They gather offerings and distribute them with wisdom and compassion to persons in need and for purposes that advance God's reign on earth. And now Derry's going to tell you what elders do. I don't have he doesn't have his glasses. <laughs> <laughs> but I have my contacts in. Uh, <laughs> elders care for the welfare and order of the church. They ensure the word of God is rightly proclaimed and taught and the sacraments faithfully administered. Elders assist the ministers and offer the congregation advice, consolation, and encouragement. 
Elders and deacons together with the senior minister, who is also an elder, form the consistory. Thank you, Darren, for having eyes that can, you know, see. To all, <laughs> excuse me. To all of you who have been elected elders, will you oversee and encourage the spiritual growth of the congregation, providing for the proclamation and hearing of God's word, the reverent celebration of sacraments, the hearing of God's word, and the spiritual growth of this community, and the well-being of the clergy and the staff. If so, say, we will. We will. Amen. And I ask all of you who have been elected deacons, both to sit at the collegiate table, where there are many meetings, and to serve locally here, will you manifest the love and care of Christ, giving personal attention to the distressed, exercising good stewardship over the goods and property of the congregation. If so, say, we will. We will. I do declare that you are ordained and installed to join the consistory of the Collegiate Churches of New York. I think Danita might be our oldest, meaning longest serving, <laughs> longest serving. So if you'll give the charge, Danita, that would be wonderful. Oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> Friends, be faithful in performing your duties. Magnify the one whose name is love, who has called you to serve. Do justice, love mercifully, Walk closely with the one who loves you. The consistory and all ordained leaders are invited to gather around the new elders and deacons and lay hands on them appropriately for the consecration. <laughs> Beloved, as we lay hands on you, you are ordained into the ministry of love, called by the one who created you. May God bless and keep you. May God make her face to shine upon you. May God lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. Amen. Amen. Please, please stand a little still longer for the laying on of oil. In the name of God. In the name of God. In the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, Amen. In the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, Amen. In the name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer, Amen. In the name of God, Creator, and Redeemer, and Sustainer, Amen. 
the name of love and the name of God, Redeemer, Sustainer, Creator, and Man. The name of God, Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. These are your people. Let's stand. young and young at heart to come and stand today 
We're going to stand on the stage and we're going to get some help here passing out these. What is this? Can you? A halo. Yes. And who do you, who have you seen wear halos? Yeah. You see me wearing a halo. Yes. I am wearing a halo today because I want to tell you a little bit about angels. I love angels. And we don't know exactly what angels look like, right? Sometimes they're, they're seen wearing halos. Sometimes they're little bitty babies. Sometimes they may show up like cartoon 80s pop stars. You never know what an angel's going to look like. But they have very important messages. The Bible says right around the time of Advent, right before Jesus came, angels visited a number of different people and had very special messages to share. So friends, my angel chorus, I'm hoping that you'll help me share some of these messages today. Would you help me? Excellent. We're going to lead the this angel choir here too in sharing some of these messages so can we say this together fear not there's hope fear not there's hope peace on earth peace on earth Great joy. Can you say that with me? Great joy. Great joy. God loves you. Can you say that? God loves you. God loves you. Excellent. And now if you, some of you who are going to be in church could help me pass out these very special angel messages during the passing of the peace. They're in baskets. And we're going to pass them out so everyone can take home one of these angel messages. And now my friend John is going to come and help us all sing a song of joy together as a true angel chorus.
that we will sing Sia Hamba and go back to our seats or go to We Care. Thank you so much. Guys, you look like it's almost Christmas. Is that how you're feeling? Are you feeling also like uh, it's almost Christmas? That too? Yeah? Good morning, everyone. I'm Jackie Lewis, and I'm the senior minister here, and on behalf of our entire family, we are so glad you're here today. Whether this is your first time or your 100th time, thanks for coming this morning. How many of you are here today for the very first time? Raise your hand for us. Yay! Woo! Where are you from? Where are you from? France? Bienvenue. We're so glad you're here. Where are you from? Where are you from? Where are you from? New York City. New York City. Up where? Sidetown. Thank you for traveling the long journey. So glad you're here. Where are you from, guys? From New Paltz. Awesome. Thank you for coming. We're so glad you're here. I love Romamu. David Engler is my bud. Tell him hey. All the right words better than just hey, but tell him hi. Yeah, so glad to have you love. Who else, who else is new? From South Africa, all right. <laughs> Are you here with my Renee and my Keely? Amen, that's awesome. Is there anybody else that I missed? Yes, hi, honey, where are you from? Arkansas? I know, that's perfect. Perfect. I'm not sure we ever do enough love making oop, um, with the people online. Okay, meaning give them, yeah, let's, hi. Just, we stop right there and just give them some love. <laughs> Did you tell us where you were from? Okay, there we go. Hell's Kitchen. Excellent. So good to see you. Um, this is the season that will keep on giving love and worships. So uh, today, um, there's some wonderful things happening after worship, including a light snack back here and a chance to write some greeting cards to people who we might be missing. If you just say, I'm missing Bob, and write Bob a card, we'll put their last name, we'll mail it. If you're not sure, just say, you know, Dear Beloved, and write a card, and we're going to mail them to people we know have been sick or shut in or away for a long time. So we'd love to have you do that. Um, the Middle Players Holiday Show is today at 2 o'clock. Harold is rehearsing, but we should cheer for him anyway. He does a great job with that. And they're always funny, delightful, charming, and you should come. That would be great. Um, on, uh, as we continue to march for justice, there's a march for impeachment on, not today, I'm, I'm shifting, Tuesday. At 5.45, you can meet Amanda in the lobby and leave with her to go to do all things justice. I don't know how you're feeling about impeachment. I know how I'm feeling about impeachment, and I'm going to keep it to myself. But I hope you'll go with Amanda. <laughs> okay. 
And then on Wednesday, Matt Johnson Harris, who's organizing um, all of these wonderful Just Arts Cafes for us, is going to help me host a God and Guns conversation. So some of the students from the School of the Arts have written a play about gun violence, and they'll be here performing that on Wednesday, and then we'll have a talk back with me and Matt and some folks from Moms, uh, Moms Against Guns. Yesterday was the... Um, anniversary of the Sandy Hook shooting. So I know that that's in all of our hearts. Um, and we just thought this was a really good way to talk about some theology of, of love. There's many more things happening. Next Sunday, the 22nd, is our gospel choir concert during the daytime. So the gospel choir concert will be at 9.30 and at 11.45. Bless our volunteers. Yeah, amen. And then Christmas Eve, seven o'clock, the Middle Church Choir's in concert, and Gospel Choir will do the concert again. Um, we are also going to be streaming A Bold New Love uh, Encore at 11 o'clock. So if you need a midnight mass, we've got it for you. Uh, stay tuned for details. Many more things to say, but I want to invite you to take a breath and let go of anything you brought in the room that makes it hard to focus. And Amanda's going to lead us in a time of prayer. So glad to see you. Did I thank Frog and Toad? Thank you, Frog and Toad. Thank you, Mary Jo, for writing the script. And thank you, Angel Pam, for that beautiful message. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie. All right, everyone. We're going to go now into a time of prayer and silent meditation. So if you will just get comfortable, close your eyes. Feel your feet on the floor and your breath in your bodies. And let's go to God in prayer. Holy and loving God, we gather today out of expectancy. We gather as seekers, as believers, as people who yearn for peace and justice and ushering in your reign on earth as it is in heaven. But we also gather today in disbelief, in deep grief, in confusion, in longing. God, for all who mourn today, we call on your comfort. For loved ones no longer here, in a season that makes their not being hereness even more stark, we grieve. Hold us, God, in our grief. May memories of loved ones that make us smile flourish all around us. Put people in our lives that don't replace or fill the loss, 
but that fill us up in love in new ways. Remind us of your everlasting love in our grief. For all those living with pain, with diseases of the mind and body, for those without homes, food, financial security, we pray. We pray that in times of need, both of our own and of our neighbor, that we will be the beloved community. God, this week, we've been bombarded with news of violent anniversaries, of impeachment hearings, things that make us angry, despondent, worried. When our country feels out of control and immoral, each of us are affected. So hold us, God, in this state of chaos. Remind us that our power, our way forward, our hope is in you. And remind us in our hope that we are called to work alongside you, to bring about the world we imagine. Oscar Romero reminds us that the hope that inspires us is that we know that every effort to better society, especially when injustice and sin are so ingrained, is an effort that God blesses, that God wants, that God demands. So in this season of Advent, renew us in this work. Forgive us for the times we've become complacent, for the times we have not loved our neighbor as ourselves or our very selves enough. Forgive us, love us, renew us, and fill us. Amen. And now I invite you to stand in mind and in body and in spirit and join hands if you are comfortable with someone close to you. And we will say together now the prayer that Jesus taught us to say. An inclusive version is printed in your bulletin, but we ask that you would pray in whatever language and tradition is comfortable to you. Let us pray. Ever loving and holy God, hallowed be your name.
Friends, as our children and our angel chorus reminded us, we are full of great joy and God's great peace. So now pass that peace with everyone around you. May the peace of God be with you, also with you.
Amen. What a blessing. Wow. Sitting up here, the sound is incredible. Our scripture reading today comes from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 35. The wilderness and the dry land shall be glad. The desert shall rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it shall blossom abundantly and rejoice with joy and singing. The glory of Lebanon shall be given to it, the majesty of Carmel and Sharon. They shall see the glory of the Lord, the majesty of our God. Strengthen the weak hands and make firm the feeble knees. Say to those who are of a fearful heart, be strong, do not fear. Here is your God. God will come with vengeance, with terrible recompense. God will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the speechless sing for joy. For waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunt of jackals shall become a swamp and grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there and it shall be called the holy way. The unclean shall not travel on it, but it shall be for God's people. No traveler, not even fools, shall go astray. No lion shall be there, nor shall any ravenous beast come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there, and the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness, and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. Holy One, open our hearts, our minds, and our bodies to the movement of your spirit now in this time, here in this place. We are so grateful. Amen. It's wonderful to be with you all today. Today, as we light the Advent candle of joy, that's the pink one. It's wonderful, it has been wonderful to be back with you these past five months. Praise God. And yet, even as we continue to celebrate joy, we know that one's life can't be full of joy all the time, right? Sometimes we're sad, sometimes we're lonely, sometimes we feel a little lost. Life sometimes feels like we're wandering through the wilderness, like we're making our way through the wilderness, and the sun is starting to set, and the cold of night is starting to come, and the path in front of us is getting harder to see. We're not quite sure where we are. We're not quite sure where we're going. We're not quite sure 
Where along the path lions may lurk, lions who might want to eat us for dinner, we're not quite sure where we ourselves might find dinner, or at least get a drink of water to relieve our thirst. We follow the news with everything going on in our world today about the potential impeachment. I can barely even say it <laughs> about the potential impeachment, about ongoing violence in our streets, about our environment, about plastics in our oceans, and we're scared, and we're confused. We're not quite sure where we, as a nation, where we, as a world, where we, as a planet, are going, and we feel like. We're in the wilderness. We feel like we're in the wilderness when we're not quite sure where we ourselves personally are going. Maybe we're still grieving the loss of a loved one. Maybe we don't want to bring ourselves to not set a place at the table for them this Christmas. Maybe we miss them so deeply. Wilderness. Maybe we're looking for a companion, a life partner, a special friend, and we're so frustrated because we're not getting anywhere, and we don't want to go through the holidays alone again. Wilderness. Maybe we look back at the past year and look at everything we haven't done. Maybe we look at. at The fact that we've nothing got done that we planned, and we look ahead to the new year to 2020, and we wonder whether to even bother setting goals. We're not quite sure where we are. Wilderness. Thankfully, the holidays are here, so we fill our calendars with parties and concerts and church. With shopping and travel and cooking, so that we don't have to think about wandering in the wilderness, so that we don't have to think about trying to avoid the lions, trying to find dinner, or get a drink of water. We can get very good at not thinking about danger and hunger and thirst. In the wilderness, we can wander through the wilderness. We can make our way through the wilderness, and not even know we are thirsty, and not even know how thirsty we are. A couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine in Pittsburgh came up to me and gave me a great big hug. She's really good at giving great big hugs. And when she stepped back to look at me, she almost gasped. She said. Chad, you look different. You look happy. She, yeah, shocking. <laughs> She and I hadn't seen each other since my coming back on staff here at Middle Church. And a few weeks later, another friend of mine in Pittsburgh said almost the exact same words. He said, "Chad, you look different. You look good." What are you doing in your life differently? Tell me, because I want to know for myself. 
Sometimes we can be thirsty and not even know it. The, about a year ago, I moved from serving a church here in York City, our sister church, Marble Collegiate Church, and I left that ministry to live full-time in Pittsburgh with my husband. I got a job as a part-time, temporary administrative assistant at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. I had thought, I had planned, I had assumed that I would work in an office part-time and that I would also pastor at a church part-time. In Western Pennsylvania, a lot of the churches there don't have enough money to pay for a full-time pastor, and so there are a lot of positions available for part-time pastors. But I hadn't realized how conservative Western Pennsylvania is. Some of you I know are from there. <laughs> and so for whatever reason, maybe because I am in a same-sex marriage, maybe because I am not white, more likely because I am in a same-sex marriage and I am not white, <laughs> I'm not serving as a part-time minister in Western Pennsylvania. And it's been hard. This past year has been really hard. I've filled my calendar with other ministries, and I've had some amazing opportunities. I've officiated at weddings in New York City, in New Orleans, in South Africa, near Cape Town. I've served a church for three weeks in St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. I've continued to serve on the board of directors of Room for All, a not-for-profit organization that advocates for the welcome and full affirmation of LGBTQ people in the Reformed Church in America. Yes. Some of you know that the Reformed Church in America is one of the two denominations to which Middle Church belongs. It is the denomination in which I was ordained, and it is the denominations that never fully acknowledged my ministry because I am in a same-sex marriage. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done from within the denomination to make changes. So I've had some amazing ministry experiences, but the past year has been hard. The past year, I have had thirst, and I didn't realize that not only was I thirsty, my soul was parched. In our scripture reading today, the author talks about the land being parched, the burning sand and the deserted ground, the thirsty ground. Our scripture is set around 539 BCE. The Jewish people are living under Babylonian Empire rule. And in 539, something new happens. A new king enters, the king of Persia, and suddenly the Jewish people find themselves under the rule of the Persian Empire. And this king, who has seen the Jewish people, some of them are living in Judah, and some of them are living in exile, for they have been sent over to Babylon to prevent those living 
back home from rebuilding the temple. And King Cyrus of Persia tells them to return home to rebuild the temple. And so it is to this audience of Jewish people living in exile under former Babylonian rule who are about to go home. It is to this audience that the prophet speaks. And the prophet comforts them. The prophet says, be strong, do not be afraid. The prophet reminds them that God is still with them. After all, being in their situation, it's very easy to think that maybe God has forgotten them. The prophet reminds them that God is still with them and God is still powerful. The prophet writes, your God is here and God will come and save you. And the prophet, speaking to this group of Jewish people who were under exile in Babylon, shares with them the vision for their future, a vision where the burning sand becomes a pool, a vision where the thirsty ground becomes springs of water. A highway shall be there, and this highway shall be called the Holy Way. Now, back then, the only way between Babylon and home in Jerusalem was to journey northwest along the Euphrates River and then southwest through Syria. No one ever even thought about making the journey directly west, for this place was a desert. And yet it is this place that the prophet speaks about. It is this place where the land is parched, where God is creating a new way. It is this place where God will send waters to burst forth in the wilderness. A few months ago, I happened to be in New York City, and I connected with Jackie, our senior minister. And when Jackie saw me, she saw quickly how unhappy I was. She said to me, Chad, we're in the process of looking for a new minister, and the search will probably take a few months. What would it be like for you to come back and be with us for a few weeks? It was a path I had never thought about before. And I'm happy to say that since coming back, the thirst, the parts of my soul that were parched have been relieved. Amen. For the past five months, we have celebrated together. The past five months, we have celebrated joy in our lives. We have worshiped together. We have been in small groups together as we talk about our grief, as we talk about exploring our call to ministry, as we sit in a pub with pizza and a drink and talk about the Bible. It is remarkable to me that since being away, the amount of ways in which this church continues to grow. There are so many new faces here. 
There are so many new ways in which you are finding to give back to this community and to the world. There are so many ways in which middle church's impact in the outer world is even bigger and stronger and is attracting more people to come in through these doors. During the past five months, it has also been amazing for those of you whom I knew before to see the ways in which you have grown, to see the ways in which God has been working through your life. Maybe you have had cataract surgery and so you can see differently. Some of you have had hip surgery and I see a complete transformation. Yes, Achebe, I'm talking about you. In the way that you carry yourself, it's a complete transformation. And there's so many other stories of people who continue to work with your recovery, about people who grow up and go to college. It has been such remarkable privilege to see the ways in which God continues to work through your lives. During the past five months, I've also had the chance to move my ordination from the Reformed Church in America to the United Church of Christ. This denomination that fully welcomes me just as I am, this denomination that celebrates my ministry because of who I am. This one transfer has been so important in my life. It has completely changed my understanding of who I am in relationship to God, who I am as a minister, and who I am as a child of God. The thirst has been relieved, and joy has entered in. Joy has entered into my ministry in a new way that I had never imagined before. And all of this, this path, had never even been a thought in my mind. When you find yourself wandering through the wilderness and it feels like you're trying to make your way through the wilderness and you're not quite sure where you're going, where the lions are lurking, know that even though you feel like you're wandering through the wilderness, maybe like this, there is another place out there There is another place that is even wilder, that is even more unknown, more uncharted, more unmapped. That place is where God is. That place is where God has created a new way for you and me and for all of us. In that place, God has created a path and has watered that path with springs and streams and pools. And God has planted and nurtured that path with reeds and rushes. On that path, the prophet tells us, God's people will return and come home with singing, with singing, everlasting joy shall rest upon them. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Everlasting joy shall rest upon each one of us. So the prophet has spoken 
And so we, the people of God, dare to listen and to believe. And so we, the people of God, as we come home with singing, rejoice. And we rejoice. And we rejoice. Amen. Thank you, Chad. To know Chad is to love Chad deeply. Yeah, amen? My name is Jackie Lewis, and I am a member of Middle Collegiate Church. Yeah. It's my great honor today to invite you to join our movement. I have so many words I could say, don't have time to say, but listening to Chad's sermon and thinking about that um, magical moment of reconnecting with you, Chad, that brings us to this place. You, you bring me joy, Chad. You bring me joy, Middle Church. I don't mean to put some Anita Baker up in here, but... <laughs> you bring me joy When I'm down Oh, so much joy when I lose my way, your love comes shining on me. It's okay, guys. I'm going to make up some stuff. I'm going to skip right to so. I say to you, can we talk for a while? You said, all right. When you love me, I smug. Feel your hands and you feel mine. You bring me joy. <laughs> you bring me joy, Metal. Um, yeah. One of, my, one of my beloved in the room is a person I call when I'm having a really effed up day. She's here today. She brings me joy. The world is on fire, right? And I know because it's been on fire, we've been really focused out there in the world. Another one of my friends reminded me of that. That we can just get so focused out there to try to make it better. And what I want you to be clear that I'm clear about, that the consistory is clear about, is we need to do both and. We need to really have a spiritual discipline of helping God heal the world. That's a spiritual practice. But also a spiritual practice of being well ourselves. Amen? And so... This moment, when you're getting all kinds of letters from all kinds of people asking you for all kinds of money, yes, you're going to get more letters from us too. <laughs> but I hope what you feel different about this moment from us is that we're your joy place. I mean, you're my joy place. That when I feel helpless, I make a donation. When I feel overwhelmed, I make a phone call to some of you who I've been missing. When I feel like things aren't getting better, I track our website and see the amazing things you're doing. I, I notice Kelly taking herself on Poor People Campaign, all by herself, 
I noticed the children being in Puerto Rico rebuilding. I noticed those of you coming to, to sing, play, love and helping John. I pay attention to the beautiful music that our band makes. I listen to sermons by Chad and Amanda and others who have preached here, Adrian, Jim. I steep myself in this place and my joy comes back again. And if that's true for you, if that's true for you, then when you get the letter from us telling you all the details, that our budget is $2.2 million this year and we need to raise the $2.2 million so we can do the justice work and the care work and the education work and the art work. When you get the letter and it says $2.2 million and it reminds you that our part of it, our partnership part, is $875,000 and you hear me tell you we need to raise another $110,000 before the end of the year to meet our half-year goal, I hope what happens is you don't feel like all like, Wah! but instead you feel like, well, that's my joy place. So, so since it's my joy place, I'm going to see how I can partner in the joy. So the babies have teachers. So the gospel choir has rehearsal time. So the exercise happens. So the lights stay on. So the e-blast goes out so the social media people echo, 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 God is love, is love, is love, is love, is love. And that we reframe and reclaim Christianity out of joy, not panic. Out of joy, not scarcity, right? Out of joy, out of love, because we are the ones blessed, ordained, and called by God to rock this world to heaven and to love the hell out of it. So you're going to get our stats, you're going to get our pie charts. <laughs> That's coming. But gosh, middle family, you bring me joy when I'm down. So much joy. Join me. Join me. Not out of panic, but out of love. Thank you.
God, we give you thanks for the joy that comes in the morning, for fresh new pathways to find our way to you, for quenching our thirst in the wilderness, and for a community that knows how to pray and love and do all the things together. God, we have all the things we need to do what you've called us to do. We just have to open our hands and, and let go and let you guide us. So bless these gifts, each and every one, big and small, and help us to bring your reign on earth in the name of the one who is the child who leads us. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to sing the hymn, uh, our hymn in the back of the bulletin. This little light of mine. Well, this little light, light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Oh, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Oh, everywhere. Just a quick announcement, those of you who want to assemble hygiene kits for LGBTQIA plus homeless youth, we're not meeting in the basement, we're meeting on the third floor, third floor. Please repeat after me, great joy. Great joy. Great joy. Great joy. God has created a path for us through the wilderness, and on that path, God offers us comfort and strength, courage, vision, hope, and of course, joy. What a blessing it is to be on this path with you of joy. Go now into the world to love and serve, empowered by this good news. Thanks be to God.